0: Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True
1: Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Sing isn't believing,
0: believing is singing. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another week of the Tinsel podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the spirit of Christmas alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Juliet. And I'm Anthony, Governor. <laughs> Governor, What?
1: I don't know we were day. doing weird voices I put do, some good shrimp good. on the bobby i don't know
0: what's in your cup anthony and
1: how much <laughs> have you had? it is grapefruit vodka mixed with the only thing i have in the house which is lemonade and it's being and it's in the very nice a christmas carol glass april sent me with the first chapter oh, and on the
2: back. that the is university. nice <laughs> Hey, that's one thing I have to look forward to in, with summer. Well, in summer. well, I have lots of things to look forward to. Grapefruit beer.
0: Oh, I good. love grapefruit. The only beer, beer I like. Oh, you
2: nasty, I girl. love <laughs> grapefruit anything.
0: Oh, I hate grapefruit everything.
2: Why? Have you ever sliced it in half and put it in the oven and broiled it?
0: No. I, oh, it's magic. I feel pretty confident I'm on a medication that precludes me from drinking grapefruit or eating grapefruit. Oh yeah, there is that. So, so if Tom, any medication, you can't have grapefruit.
1: That's sad. Tom, I'm gonna let I'm going to give you an opportunity to troll me here. I don't think you ever told Julia the story you told me and Jerry in a private chat on Discord, who Ellie thinks I am.
2: Who does Ellie thinks he am? She, she thinks I'm that.
1: Tom's employee. She thinks oh, Tom is my boss.
0: Oh, that. I was talking about when she said that you were the guy who lived with the minions. No, and then she, <laughs> then she was convinced uh, uh, yeah. her exact verbiage was she, I was talking to Anthony and uh, Ellie came and she talked to him. She, you know, He had his minions on. She thought it was cool that he was the guy who lived with minions. And then uh, she's like, I can't believe you're his boss, too. And I was like, I know, honey, it's cool, isn't it? Or she did.
2: Uh, of course you did.
0: Out of the I, mouths of infants and babes.
1: I wish I lived with minions. Have them clean my house or come up with like a supercar or something for me.
0: I wish I had anybody to clean my house. I'm so tired of cleaning. I I've overstayed my welcome in my own home, though, of course <laughs> of COVID.
1: <laughs> I get my first dose of the vaccine Thursday, tomorrow. Are you days.
2: lucky dog?
1: I don't know how. I'm still waiting for them to cancel it.
2: Oh, like you think it's a fluke or something? Or they're I gonna think be it's like, a, I no, think it's a fluke, know. but I
1: got the confirmation call today and I'm like thinking to myself, hmm, okay. I checked it online. Not nothing happened yet. So Thursday. Tomorrow I get my some color in my tattoo and Thursday I get the vaccine. It's just a and week then of this, needles for you. It
0: is.
2: It's like a needle
1: week. And then this weekend we're house hunting
2: man exciting what kind of, times what kind of yeah. gun do you use for that <laughs> i use
1: <laughs> <sighs> i mean what kind of gun can't i
0: use i mean well that brings us to the movie we're covering tonight tonight we are covering the 1996 action crime drama comedy question mark the long kiss good night Starring Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson.
1: And when I saw it was 1996,
0: I thought this came
1: 10 years too late. I know, I just want to point that okay. out right now. Well, I was, uh, yeah, anyway.
0: <clears throat> Let's do our plot synopsis. Samantha Crane lives in a small town with her daughter. Eight years ago, she emerged, two months pregnant, from a nearby river with no memory of her past or who she is. Years of searching have proven fruitless until one quote low rent private detective finds a clue. Following that clue unlocks a trail of dead bodies. Will Samantha make it out alive? Like and, will Samuel, needles and, with that. and will
1: Samuel L. Jackson ever graduate from being a low level detective to the bad A in these movies? <laughs>
0: Uh, He was a little. He was a little on the weak side for me in this one.
1: It was not a very. It was Samuel L. Jackson, but without the. He
0: was was, all. He was all talk. No follow. Yes. All right, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's run through our cast. Our star of this show. Movie. Show movie. Same thing. A movie is a type of show is a woman who dreamed of being an actress from childhood. Virginia Elizabeth Davis, or as you may know her, Gina Davis.
1: I never put two and two together that Gina was short for Virginia. That makes so much sense.
0: It is. It is.
1: And how have we gone five years on this show without putting any adaptation of Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus on our list yet. Anyway.
2: Valid point. Gina Davis. Needs
0: no introduction, but we'll go ahead and give her one anyway.
1: I was about to say, we covered her before in Beetlejuice. Wait, but we never said what our favorite Gina Davis was, so I'm going to say my favorite Gina Davis was a league of their own.
2: We said our favorite Gina Davis. We did.
1: Then I digress. This is old age catching up with me. I now know how Tom and Julia feel.
2: <laughs> Mine is also have, well, a league of their own.
0: Playing the low-rent PI, Mitch Hennessy, I love the naming of this mo- in this movie, is... <laughs> Samuel L Jackson. We have not covered Samuel L, correct?
1: I find that hard to believe. I don't think we have. No.
2: Yeah, as prolific of an actor it is shocking we haven't. It
0: just get. goes his list of stuff goes on and on and on. I don't talk about somebody who really doesn't need a an introduction.
1: I mean I just like that the as his career goes on he just plays Samuel Jackson in all his movies and I am perfectly fine with that because he is the yeah. most cool he is the coolest human being one of the coolest human beings who has ever lived <laughs> I mean he was in a Christmas film that we haven't covered yet the other guys starring Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell
0: Yeah we haven't covered that yet He was in huh. Loaded Weapon, he was in Strictly Business, he was in Goodfellas, he was in Jurassic Park. Losing Isaiah, Kiss of Death, Die Hard with a Vengeance.
1: Hold on to your butts, people.
0: A Time to Kill. Uh, Star Wars Episode One. he did play Mace Windu in The Best Star Wars Ever Made. One, two, and three. Yeah, one, two, and three in the, the... original trilogy he was Mace Windu.
1: I mean he got killed by the Emperor, so at least he got an Epic Death. Mm-hmm.
0: He was in Triple X. Ugh. <laughs> he was in SWAT, Kill Bill Two, Pulp Fiction, of course, The Incredibles, uh Triple X State of the Union. Snakes on a Plane. Back- <laughs> Black Snake Moan, The Farce of the Penguins,
1: Marvel Cinematic Universe. He was in Kong Skull Island, which I need to mention because the trailer for Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong looks awesome. I don't care how dumb that movie is. Seeing Kong take a swing at Godzilla like in that trailer with heavy metal music playing made my day. It made me so giddy. <laughs>
0: He was in Kingsman, The Legend of Tarzan, The Hateful Eight, Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Oh,
1: he was in that. He was a villain. I forgot about that. He was
0: a yeah, bad scary. guy. That. And he did pretty darn-
1: Those books are awesome, by the way. Talk about a book that, that a movie adaptation that completely diverged from the book. Oh, really? He was in Coming to America. Is he going to be the sequel coming out? Do we know?
0: I don't know. He was in The Hitman's Bodyguard, which was not a movie of what I what I was hoping it was. I was hoping that it was a, a, a sequel to The Bodyguard starring Whitney Houston. <laughs> and we were going to see Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. develop a relationship and one of them sing to the other. But nope, that did not happen. Uh,
1: he did The Voice of God in The Bible Experience, a New Testament audiobook version of The Bible.
0: Favorite Samuel L., Go.
1: I mean, the ones that come to mind immediately, Pulp Fiction, Jurassic Park, and the Marvel Universe, just because those are like...
0: Jules Winfield. There's no other one to really name. Sorry.
1: And I did not like the Incredible movies, the Incredibles movies, so it's definitely not Frozone for me.
2: Oh, I love him that's Frozone. He was exceptional in um, A Time to Kill. If you want, like, serious Samuel L. Jackson. Snakes
1: on a Plane, I mean, is great for the campy value. He is so funny in that movie.
0: <laughs> Playing the daughter we have to keep alive, Caitlin, is Yvonne Zima.
1: Someone we covered before.
2: Oh, we did. We covered her or her sister?
1: Her and Christmas Every Day. I was thinking to myself the whole time, she looks so familiar, and I thought she was her sister. And I was like, man, we see a lot more of this girl as she gets older, literally, Mm -hmm. because her sister gets all kinds of naked and Californication. But then I was like, nope, that's not her. We covered this one on our show before.
2: Huh. She was in Iron Man 3 as well.
1: Was she? I think we talked about this the last time she came up. We were like, was she? (laughs) But uh, I don't remember. Who was she in Iron Man 3?
2: She was Miss elk ridge (laughs) so a real big part no it's not tiny little tiny
1: oh miss elk Ridge! i remember they're having their like christmas beauty pageant and stanley got drunk and was like (laughs) pushing it yep got it
0: (laughs) our one of our antagonists who is hunting down our protagonists timothy is played by craig bierko Craig Bierko has also done quite a bit uh, in his life. Nothing terribly, no really big roles. Nope. Um, Lots of TV. Lots of TV. He was in the Cinderella Man, Scary Movie Four, The Thirteenth Floor. Uh, Like everybody else, he was in stuff like Law and Order. So, (laughs) literally
1: every actor on the face of the planet. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um. He did get a role as Wolverine, but all of his scenes got deleted, so that's kind of sad. That is uh, sad.
1: He was in Sex and the City, which, by the way, Samantha's not coming back for the reboot. And the theory is she was killed off by COVID within the universe of the show because COVID happened in the universe of the show, like huh. real life.
0: Huh. Good oh, she was I'm on. He it. was
1: in Unreal. That was a funny show.
0: Mad about you, but anyway, I don't have a favorite because. I do. What?
1: He played the bill in Matilda the Musical on Broadway.
0: You saw it? Yep. Cool. Wow. He also plays the Christmas preacher on the radio in a movie called John's.
1: Hmm. So we may see him again.
0: It's David Arquette. I don't know. Or
1: we may hear him again.
0: I seriously doubt that, looking at the cover of that movie.
1: (laughs) Fast forward 20 years from now where I isolate this clip (laughs) and place it in when we run out of movies. I seriously doubt we'll cover this movie.
0: <laughs> uh, playing her fiance, How? They're, yeah. they get, they're engaged or they're just together. Is Tom Amandis.
1: What happened to this guy? What happened to this guy? I feel like I used to see him in TV a lot. He's still like in minor a bunch of stuff. And He's minor in movie roles
2: yeah he still is
1: but i mean he goes from like uh a big movie to like not doing a lot like just doing minor parts in tv
2: i mean he's probably doing it right right makes some bank on a big movie production sits back for a while does what he wants and then picks up little tv shows
0: here and there i need a little i want a couple extra bucks here we go yeah he was in parenthood
1: Parenthood. he was in parenthood he was a mom i know julie likes that show
2: he played Lincoln. i do like that show he looks very Lincoln-y.
0: Uh, he really does, especially with a beard and a top hat.
2: Yes. That kind Which of- helps most people look Lincoln-y, but still.
0: It does. And he's in The Magicians. I love those books. I don't like the TV show. It's terrible. I agree. Uh, I her, agree. Her, her anchor, the, the thread that pull, starts pulling all this, a lot of this together, is Nathan, played by Brian Cox.
1: Hi. Love Brian Cox. I do
2: too. I do too.
1: If you are not watching Succession Listeners, watch it. It's both hilarious and dramatic. It is it deserves all the acclaim it's gotten HBO over the past few years. And I am so excited season three has started filming finally.
0: Hmm. I don't know what that is. It is
1: amazing. It's hilarious it's a drama but it's hilarious it's like yeah you just have to watch it he was really good in x-men 2 as well as the villain general striker
0: yeah Uh, i think the first time i remember him was when he was in braveheart he was one of the loyalists to oh that's right william wallace he was in superman the animated series the movie kiss the girls he was in rushmore as a teacher or was it the principal? He in the in *Rise movies.
1: of the Planet of the Apes*.
0: He was. He was in *Super Troopers*.
1: Such a like odd one out for him. Like *Super Troopers* is an
0: amazing movie.
1: Oh, it is, but it's not I'm something you would, to watch it again. It's not something you would like expect this guy to be in because he's such like a dramatic Shakespearean type actor.
0: But he's got a big role in the *Born* universe. Hmm.
1: Um. He was in *The Ring*. He was the girl's in the tapes father. He's Mara's father.
0: Oh, really? Naomi yeah.
1: Watts tracks dad. That's right. Like, yeah.
2: He gets in the tub with the with the toaster. With the toaster. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I don't think that's ever a good idea. You should not bathe with toasters, especially. You for shouldn't. Lunch. No, that's a bad idea. Bad idea, y'all. Bad idea. Uh,
1: seriously, watch Succession. Probably my f- favorite show on TV right now.
0: Wow. Okay. Think he may have? Did you know? Oh, an adaptation with Nicolas Cage, lest we forget. And he played Agamemnon in Troy. Oh, mm,
1: was
2: that, that the movie. one with Brad Pitt, or was that the one with Orlando Bloom, or were those the same movies? Because for a was... few years there, they were banging out some Troy esque movies.
1: That's the same Hollywood. movie. They were both in. They that were movie. both
2: in that one. Oh.
1: There was a while there, though, Julia. You're right. From probably like 2003 yeah. to like 2009. I mean, there are yeah. a million of those types of movies. And if you watch the trailers, they all look exactly the same.
2: Yes, they do.
1: <laughs> I think Let it all
0: started with the success of Gladiator. Everybody loved Gladiator. Ugh,
1: I love Gladiator. Russell oh, Crowe is an
0: amazing actor.
1: Yes, he oh, is. He Crow. made an amazing jor and in Man of Steel. I don't give a crap what anyone says about those movies.
2: I loved him in that movie.
1: He was. I love the
2: Man of Steel movie. People don't like those.
1: People hated Man of Steel. Really? I, I don't get why, because I love that movie. I
2: and think he was so an amazing too. Jor-El. Yes, he was.
1: I loved I when he was movie. like ghost Jor-El leading Amy Adams off the ship. Like too. left, right, shoot, duck. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I love that, too.
2: I love that movie. It's such a good movie. Mm-hmm i miss a lot better than some of that other dc crap that's come out
0: we're betrayed by the cia by perkins paid by played by patrick malahide Greyjoy. joy gray joy uh he was in that movie u.s marshals with tommy lee jones which was a pretty great movie the world is not enough Mm. The TV Good series movie. *Luther*. Of course, I would be remiss oh, if I didn't Luther. mention he was in Julia's absolute favorite movie ever, *Bridget Jones's Baby*. <laughs> Why'd you uh,
2: single he... me out?
0: Nobody liked that movie. No, we, we <laughs> talked about it the other. We talked about it a couple episodes ago about how terrible it was.
1: He was in <laughs> *Eurotrip*. Nobody liked that movie. <laughs> he
0: was. Wasn't he the? Yeah, here it is. He was the principal in *Billy Elliot* as well. Uh, he was in the All the King's Men, which is a great movie based on a great book.
1: Mm-hmm. He was in Mortal Engines, which was a crappy movie.
2: Uh, I didn't. It looked so bad, I didn't even watch it. But it's based a on a good book, right?
1: It's based on an amazing book, but the movie was. Yeah, awesome. my
2: sister-in-law was excited about that because the book, and she was disappointed with the rest of us, or with the rest of everybody else. That did you see it? I didn't see it. I should. I didn't don't. mean to say yes. Don't, um, don't don't don't. Yeah. Immediately
0: following up on this was in the classic Fran Drescher movie, The Beautician and the Beast.
1: Oh my god. Do you remember oh, that movie? I saw movie? that in the movie theaters.
0: I saw, it, I saw part of it on VHS and stopped watching it. I yeah. feel
1: like for a long time in the late 90s, I used to be on TBS
0: and TNT all the time. Again, probably. sometimes they just take the cheapest movies they can get their hands on. Yeah. Alright, our last character is Luke, the original Target for samantha luke is played by david morse who we've covered we have covered and has done great things i mean great things like 12 monkeys and the green mile and hurt locker and
1: house and disturbia
2: i think it's pronounced hoose he plays a good guy as often as he plays a bad guy yeah
1: also he made an amazing george washington and john adams which we talked about when we covered him on house but That miniseries is amazing and he was awesome in it.
0: It's too long to cover though, unfortunately. We could do a bonus episode but that's a long show.
2: And
0: with that, histories. I saw this movie as a kid. I forgot how terribly campy and over-the-top 90s action movies could be. But it's terribly over-the-top and campy in so many good ways. <laughs> i i enjoyed the movie it was not something i could take seriously though um and we'll get into why but uh i still enjoyed it was that
1: like was it her popping into a mirror scaring herself like some cheap b-rated horror movie (laughs) (laughs) you know
0: between that the uh the cgi when what's his face fell into the fell down as they're like dangling from the bridge and he falls into the water and sort of dissolves as opposed to splashing into the water. That was interesting. Gina Davis was not on her a-game when it comes to acting, going between the two characters. It was like, hi, I'm Gina Davis. I'm going to have a straight face. (laughs) (laughs) Julia, how about you?
2: Um, I had not seen this movie before today when I watched it for the podcast. Um, I was always aware of it, and maybe I'd seen clips of it on TV, but definitely not in its entirety, Um, and I laughed, and I really enjoyed it, and it made me feel like I was watching an early 90s, early to mid 90s action flick, and I mean, yes please.
0: I did look up after Anthony asked us on Discord, I don't think it was meant to be funny.
1: It was hilarious.
0: It was hilarious.
1: And my my history is, I watched it today as well, Julia, for the very first time. I was always aware of it, you know? I mean, I'm aware of all Shane Black's films, even if I haven't seen them all. I'm aware all of his films are set at Christmas. When I watched it, I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. I did not think it was an early ninety uh, mid nineties movie like y'all. I thought it seemed more eighties based on their effects and the over-the-top campiness. But I was engrossed the entire time. I mean <laughs> I loved it. I don't know if I would call it a particularly good movie, but it's a particularly entertaining movie. It's definitely entertaining.
0: You brought up a good point. We did neglect the director writer when we we're going through the cast we only did cast a new crew or anything as you said it was shane black was the writer we've covered shane black before shane black did the lethal weapon movies
1: and kiss kiss bang bang
0: and
1: iron black. man 3 all of which we
0: covered we we covered yeah yeah we we've covered him pretty extensively so we'll move on to rinnie harland our director who is known for movies like cutthroat island the legend of hercules looking through the movies this is of his biggest movie that he did so let's jump in all right so with this movie we start out on this kind of you know idyllic christmas setting with you know suburban home 2.5 children no a woman telling us about her amnesia she has a daughter she woke up a few years ago um two months pregnant and knew nothing about who she was. She had her name and that was it. And she tells us quickly that she had spent money on a, a lot of money on PIs trying to find out who she was. And they had all come up with nothing. And now she was had moved on to the less expensive PIs because she couldn't let it go. Uh, her home life looks great. Everything looks happy. Seems good, right? She's got her, I don't know if she's dating or engaged, but she's got this guy in her life who's pretty, who seems pretty, to fit in pretty well with her and her daughter. Uh, She's a teacher and loves her gig.
1: And she's actually really funny with the daughter, too. Like, I laughed when she popped her head up into the treehouse and she made that joke about not being able to remember (laughs) what she needed (laughs) her her for.
0: The little girl's friends were talking about how weird it was that her mom had amnesia. And so after she said something to her daughter, she made a comment about not being able to remember and all the kids laughed. So, you know, nothing like... (laughs) Nothing like a, a medical problem to bring us all. Good rounds of humor. Right. She's also funny with her students, though, like the kids smoking. Right? <laughs> she threatens him if she sees him smoking again. She was just, she seems to be an all-around good person. Member of society. Everybody accepts her. Um, nothing feels off, right? Everything feels normal. Mm-hmm. And then we meet Hennessy, our PI, who is walks into a his, our first encounter with him is in a very inappropriate situation, where he is <laughs> busting in on a man who has procured a sex worker.
1: Except it wasn't really a sex worker, was it? It was an undercover agent.
0: Well, I wouldn't say agent. That's a very loose term in this. But <laughs> okay. no, that's what it, but he didn't know that. No, he no. did not know that. That was what her her role was, and so he's pretending to be the police and has hired a couple of. He said they weren't actors. What were they? <laughs> basically he hired a couple of druggies to pretend to be cops with him because they were inexpensive so they well, one, in. one,
2: homeless, one of them was homeless and she said you've got to stop hiring homeless people
0: He's like what do you want me to do hire actors they're too expensive
2: so so they were more like
1: cis right they're like confidential informants
0: no he's a private investigator he's not a cop these people are nothing
2: yeah, he's just a PI. He's just a PI. He's acting like he's a cop, and he's acting like those guys are cops, but he, they're just bodies.
0: Got it, got to got to And got this it. woman works in his PI firm, and so instead of arresting yeah. this guy, they end up blackmailing him. Yep. And mm-hmm. so we get an idea that he's maybe not on the up and up as <laughs> a PI. <laughs> we later learn that he has a criminal record, so we know he's not a legal PI, private mm-hmm. investigator. He's just a I guess doing some stuff working in the uh, working in cash. He's got a son we learn about whose mother Uh does not like Samuel L. at all. Mm -mm. Uh, He brings her, he brings his son a gift and he's like the son tells him that when he gave him a bike, his mom called all the bike shops to see if it was stolen. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I can't take this gift that you brought me dad. It's some, some fun game and the kid's like, you know, I can't take this dad. Mom won't let me keep it. And so Samuel L. is just, you know, A little down and out but when he leaves he does find out that his undercover adult entertainer plant pretend uh, plant uh has a some follow-up on samantha kane apparently her in her previous life she had rented a room and the woman she rented from had died and all of her stuff was left and the sun tried to so use it the credit card <laughs> tried to use the credit card and got caught and come to find out there was all this stuff including a postcard she was sending somebody so samuel was like sweet i'm going to get i'm going to get some more money out of this girl he tells her goes picks her up and they go on a road trip to meet whomever this postcard is addressed to right essentially
1: so as all this is going on we see well, we saw at the beginning of this um movie that Samantha was riding in a local Christmas parade dressed as Santa. You know, uh, well a woman wife? Santa. Santa's yeah, wife. Yeah, Santa's wife. Mrs. Claus, who wears this exact same outfit as Santa. And <laughs> we see that one-eyed Jack. There's this criminal named One Eyed Jack in prison watching TV, sitting alone in a chair like a private room, just watching TV, and they're showing footage from the parade, and when he sees Samantha's image, he freaks out.
0: What on, Jack?
1: He gets up, starts throwing a fit that, you know, oh, she's still alive. Um, And he escapes in prison, essentially, to go after her for some reason. Meanwhile, at home... (sighs) Two very funny scenes to me. Very, very funny scenes. One, Samantha takes Caitlin to go ice skating. And you, <laughs> you see like this very oh aggressive gosh. side of her come out. Where Caitlin falls down on the ice. And it is over-the-top campaign acting when mm-hmm. she says, I don't wanna I don't wanna skate anymore. She picks her up, she's like, you will skate you will get up, brush yourself down, you will skate. It was absurd and then that you find absurd. out
0: straight face no emotion no, no emotion yeah.
1: and okay so at this point I'm thinking this this woman's like a cyborg she's like some kind of government experiment. she's not fully human like <laughs> she has no emotion um, So anyway you find out that like she's upset later on for how she treats her. Um, saying like, oh, she had a broken wrist. I shouldn't have done that. I don't know what came over me. I don't remember doing that at all. I don't remember what I was thinking. But another hilarious scene at home is when she is cooking and realizes she has amazing skills with a knife. She can (laughs) cut vegetables like she's a professional (laughs) chef, chopping them up. And she starts calling at her fiance and her daughter to keep throwing her vegetables from the fridge. So they're wasting all this food just so she can demonstrate Not only that,
0: she said, this is what chefs do and I'm sorry, every chef pulls out seeds out of a bell pepper before you cut it up. (laughs)
2: Yes!
1: (laughs) (laughs) But eventually what? Her husband, her fiance throws something into the air which she throws (laughs) throws a knife at and she impales it in the wall, hits a dead center and impales it in the wall. And she's like, can chefs do that? And I'm no, like, again, straight face. It
0: wasn't a question. Chefs do that. It's
1: completely straight faced again. Anyway, <laughs> that night, one eyed Jack breaks into the house with like a grenade launcher. As a daughter is coming down the stairs, he shoots mm-hmm. at her narrowly misses the daughter or blows a freaking hole in this house prompting Samantha to automatically grab her daughter and without even looking chuck her out this hole where she somehow goes flying across the lawn and into the treehouse established earlier and then hand to hand combat with this guy which her husband her fiance
0: (laughs) this guy is in prison for how long and, and I love how all this is coming together. She starts to get her memory back. She's suddenly th- good with a knife. He magically sees her at the same time and shows up at her house. Mm-hmm. Like, why, How did he get out of prison? Like, We have no explanation there. He just suddenly decides, well, time to go. And where to get the rocket launcher? Breaks Again, out. we don't know. And I don't even know what it's the rocket launcher. It, it didn't, like, like, or grenade launcher. Nothing grenade-like came out. It just put a giant hole in the wall. It was very uh like maul as a scene in a 2021 movie
1: <laughs> but we have you have to understand listeners who have not seen this movie samantha crane is fighting like she's a terminator or something she is fighting yeah. like she is an android or a robot or something it's just all auto- automatic no expression on her super face. strength super yeah super strength like blocking and parrying every punch this guy throws, wielding a knife, her husband can't even get one punch in before One Eye Jack throws him across the room into a piece of furniture and knocks him out. It's it's absurd. And eventually, what what she kills One Eye Jack just as Samuel L. and the cops arrive on the scene. Yep. What happens? Well, next her. her oh, but
2: before her that, she, fiance she thought, walks in and sees. And sees it, and then Samuel Little's outside. Yeah. She then the she end. licks the blood pie slash in? blood mixture. Well, did we
0: talk? Did I did I miss her throwing her daughter?
2: No, you said that.
0: Okay. Yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes. Was just hurling your child, what you think might make it through. Not only through the hole in the wall, but also through the through the window of her treehouse?
1: Uh, That's a small window of her yeah. treehouse. This is not <laughs> a house-sized window. But uh, so, Julia, you take sense. over from here. What happens when Samuel shows up?
2: Um. So, well, what ends up happening is she realizes, which she's kind of had this inkling of wanting to figure out who she is for this first part of the movie with her Beyonce boyfriend, whatever he is. And she finally is like, I got to figure this out because that guy just tried to kill me and I'm remembering more things and it's a little terrifying. So she's like, I need to figure this out. So I'm going to go with Samuel Jackson. Um, Cause he seems to have some kind of an idea of who I am and you take our daughter or you take my daughter and, you know, I'm going to leave for a little while. And I'm going to mention this because I really like this boyfriend. I, he's great. And he says, um, she said, I need to find out who I am or something. And he said, when you find out who you are, um, like give me a chance because I will, you know, it, it was a lot more eloquent, but like, I'll like her too, or whatever he says. He was very sweet and awesome about it. And they could have totally not made that the case, right. Where he's just like, you deal with this fact that you're an assassin and not be able to deal, but he's awesome. And I love him.
0: And they've got a cute
2: little relationship. Yeah. Okay. So her and Samuel Jackson hit the road. And this is where we see their relationship kind of start to grow, which I really like because Mm -hmm. they have chemistry, not like the, oh, they're going to kiss chemistry, but just like they've got a nice banter between the two of them. And we are seeing more and more flashbacks into who she was versus who she is or is what she was actually what she is. And the way (laughs) it's done in the mirror with like, it really is written and filmed in such a way that it's like she is, her other identity is locked in this consciousness beyond. And she visits said consciousness and she confronts her other self like physically. Right. The, way,
1: the way she portrays it, they portray it in the mirror, though. They're not portraying what we eventually learn to be she's a secret agent. They portray her to be like a cold-blooded killer. Like in yes,
2: oh, they do. Yeah, they do. It's not just like Jason Bourne, because this is Jason Bourne, right? It's not just like when Jason Bourne starts to realize he has these things that he can do with his body, he can run really fast and not get tired and all that kind of stuff. It's not like that it's like she's an assassin and has no soul whatsoever at all Mm -hmm. which you could argue makes a good assassin but like it is taken to a different level in this movie than i've seen it in other movies where they have an amnesia you know storyline running in the background it's interesting it's a little startling
1: it's funny because when she sees herself in the mirror Samuel L. walks in on her in the motel room and startles her because she's already startled by the mirror and she turns around and shoots at him.
2: Right. So what does he do? Bounce. <laughs> I'm going to go back. I'm not going to. back to prison for you. He tries to. <laughs> um, he tries to, right. So basically they come to an agreement where she's like, look, just get me to this place to meet this guy, Nathan. And I can't remember how he connects with how they get Nathan's number
1: because that in her suitcase didn't she find a bunch of stuff including his number
2: oh that's it yeah she found the, that's, yep. that she found okay. the that's right okay. Which, how long had she had this
0: suitcase that she had carried around and used empty that had a false bottom and uh and a fully disassembled sniper rifle
1: oh pre nine eleven 11 days we can get that
2: crap on airplanes right <laughs> that's true different world so she, <laughs> so she calls nathan's character and basically nathan's like meet me at this station and i have a lot to tell you and he's very excited to hear from her um and he has an air of genuine about him as well right because we've already have have the knowledge there are nefarious characters in the work here not just the guy that bust out of prison but like there seems to be a network of people that one are surprised she's still alive and two want to remedy that fact and kill her as straight as possible
1: real quick about nathan has brian cox just always been one of these people who's always been old he sounded younger but he still looks always always been old old. he's one of those
2: he's always been old (laughs) um so uh samuel jackson was like okay i'm gonna take you to this place and then i'm totally out of this because one i don't want to die and and i also also don't want to go to prison please that would really ruin my day so they go to this Bus depot, train station, train station.
1: Well, they're going to meet him at a train station. And I can't remember if this happens before or after the train station. Don't they like go through the woods to get to the train station or is that later? Because I was about to say, no, they park. Okay. Yeah, they park
2: outside. And Mitch, Samuel Jackson's character, says, Yeah, I don't know. Something doesn't feel right about this. And I'm going to go in with you and take a gun, which has one of my favorite quotes in the whole movie which we'll talk about later. We'll be talking about quotes. Um, So they go into the train station and they're like, okay, cool. So this Nathan guy, like, where's he at? And what's he look like? And this guy approaches and she's like, oh, you must be Nathan. And he's like, no, sucker!" And he's got this gun with a silencer. And he just starts shooting. And so they start running and she pulls this, swift little move where she shoots the guy with the gun in mitch's pocket which is kind of fun and it's just like melee in the train But before
1: all hell breaks loose she's hit on by a gentleman at the train station bar
2: yes she is which
0: we find which we find out yes Yes, he's trying to see if she remembers him or
2: not yes and she doesn't so shootout in the train station. Everybody's dying left and right, like innocent people dead everywhere and they're running to get away. And um, very funny scene because they get up to a hallway and Samuel Jackson's like, here's a gun because she's still not in her Charlie mode, her assassin mode. She's in her teacher mode at this point, right? She's not fully reverted. And so he gives her a gun and he's like, just point and shoot and just spray and then they see a grenade gets tossed in the hallway and he's like forget that just run oh my god and
1: And they run she shoots out the window because they're gonna run out the window then they
2: jump out and because she she becomes shoots a hole in the channels charlie She
1: she starts shooting at the ground but you realize it's a frozen over lake or something
2: okay who thought she was shooting at the ground to slow their momentum at first
0: i thought i thought i don't know what she was doing i didn't know that was ice i i
1: didn't so either I, well and i, I was thought was like, really? like you know how a lot of train stations have the glass roof i thought it was a glass roof where they were gonna bust no. down into the yeah oh, yeah anyway I see
2: that. but I, anyway I legit for a solid five seconds was like she is trying to slow the momentum of their fall by shooting the ground and then and i saw was ice and i was like shoo. That and I nice. laughed
1: and I laughed and I laughed when they went through I- the ice because that is now how not how frozen ice works. There are currents under that would have sucked them under and got them like stranded beneath the ice but they just pop right up and bob in the little icy hole. <laughs> and I was expecting, like it's an action movie, like I was expecting that maybe currents get caught under and they have to shoot their way up or something, but no. This movie <laughs> has no time for that. She's a Terminator. She's an android. She doesn't get affected by things like that
0: they're not affected at all by the cold at any point in this movie
1: no they're not and well, i don't I know there's think there's some she...
2: moments when they're affected by the cold but
1: well i mean there's one moment with her especially later on when she's being tortured right. and she's affected by the cold
2: right so her and samuel L. jackson get up out of that water and start running away and like people are still chasing them and who pulls up in their car but nathan who she went to meet who she went to meet initially. And he um, so to he's like at the
0: train station anyway. That's why she's That's she was right.
2: There. So he's like, get in the car. And so they make a split decision to get in the car with him and they start driving. And he basically fills her in, your name's Charlie. This school teacher business, you made up that entire cover yourself. And you've just, for some reason, decided to regress deep down into it and think you're actually this person. Not true. You are Charlie. I created you. I trained you. You are the super amazing assassin spy and uh, you're, you can do all these things. And she's just like, what? And Mitch is like, what? (laughs) And it's great because there's another quote in the scene that is one of my favorite quotes. I really enjoy Nathan as a character. He's very, very funny. He's he not is. like a. He's a straight laced guy, but he's just so very funny. With you some love
0: of the his approach, yes. just his, he's he's got this dry wit.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. He, he, he he's totally like, he's in like, what would be comparable to the Q role almost in James yeah. Bond, or like the Alfred in Batman or something like that. Yes. That's his, what the type of supportive character he's supposed to be. I'm yes. upset that he doesn't make it long. Into this film,
2: I was like, I had to like, I thought he was gonna get out, I didn't think he was gonna drown in the water. I was so bummed, okay. So, that's so we're getting to that part. So, um, so they're driving and they don't really totally buy what Nathan is laying down, and at some point, they kick him out of the car, don't they? Like, pull a quick one on him and basically give him the boot and they take off because they're like yeah that guy's crazy and that none of that's true and they're headed to this house in the woods um to meet up
1: you see them going through the woods and it's just another subtle examples of how she is like the terminator like samuel jackson is crawling over branches climbing down rocks and stuff and she's just like jumping and like pushing through the underbrush like nothing is affecting her like it's just like because
2: she is yeah yeah she's anyway. becoming more and more charlie by the minute
1: yes and i just wanted to point that out
2: yes so she had some note written somewhere that talked about um an engagement she to engage with this character luke who's played by david morse and so she's like oh like okay so like we must have been a thing like this guy and i must have been a thing and mitch is like nah, i don't know about that guy <laughs> But she is, like, fully committed. Yeah, so she starts, like, chit-chatting with him and talking with him. And who busts up in there but man who trains assassins, Nathan, who found where they were. And he's, like, that guy was the target. That's a bad guy. And she was supposed to kill him. And she's in a pickle now. And so, like, they all get captured because a helicopter comes and the handsome bad guy you know, is like, killer, And he's mm-hmm. like, okay. And so they've got her. <laughs>
1: the handsome bad guy I, is like, kill her. I have I, have what no, what does he say? He says, I would drown the witch. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. That's... I have to ask, when we get into these gun scenes, I don't think we've had a movie yet with more rounds fired, not hitting a target. <laughs> Except for uh, because
1: It's only because we haven't watched Star Wars yet. Until the yeah. end when
0: they suddenly can start hitting everything.
2: Yes. Nobody can hit this.
0: anything, except for... We, we do, at all of these scenes, just have random people falling over dead left and right.
2: Well, Yes, wait, there's no, a big... It's a high body count movie. Samuel L. gets hit because... At the when, end.
1: No. How does he get hit? He gets that because one of my favorite parts is after Samantha escapes the waterwheel torture and kills David Morse, and she goes to the hotel with Mitch, Mitchell. Oh, yeah, and
2: he's got he's got like a big
1: wound and like yeah. this is after she cuts her hair she's full charlie now she cuts yeah. her hair dyes a blonde does crazy makeup whatever takes yeah. a shower comes out in only a bathrobe she sees samuel L. jackson in pain and this is one of my favorite moments she just flashes him so she can what, rip the band-aid off him or whatever she says i distracted yeah. you from the pain
2: Was or whatever a, that wasn't a gunshot though
1: Well, Yeah, I was trying to figure out what wound that is. What was that? Where did he get that? I think it's just
2: some kind of an abrasion because the water wheel window.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. He got
0: thrown through the window and went through the hotel sign and landed in the. Oh,
2: that's the end. That's the very end. Okay, that's. I'm out out of order. So the water wheel torture scene, though, is where she goes full Charlie because they've got Uh, her strapped to this water wheel inside of a what is it like a mill?
1: It's like a mill, yeah.
2: Energy. And so he keeps rolling her under the freezing cold water because this entire movie, unless we've mentioned it, is set at Christmas time. And, like, and it this looks is where cold. We f- I was freezing watching Remember this entire that movie because it just looks
1: cold. And this is where we find out Nathan didn't make it because his dead corpse is just floating under in the, the water. water.
0: So there was an earlier thing where they asked, how many guns do you have? He said, three, one on each hip and one in my... Near my crotch. And one by Mr. Wally. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And because then you see her really getting into All it the with way, Mr. Wally, because, pulling her
0: hand down his pants. Because he says that uh, when people frisk you, when a man frisks another man, he gets uncomfortable feeling around the crotch. Mm-hmm. But Charlie has no problem going down dead dude's pants. And that was no, she does not And so when she when the water wheel comes back up, it's boom. And then there are a lot of bullets fired while yes. we're watching samuel l like
2: right because like, samuel l. is like naked in the basement like they beat him up and they tied him up and they were just gonna let him freeze to death you assume she, she
0: but when you when, when you see her tell him that uh if she let her if he let her go she would let him walk yeah and the first thing she did was took out was blow out his knee yes
1: what she what you wait before she grabs the gun nathan's gun before she gets friendly with mr molly because who takes a minute there with her hand down his pants to grab that gun but uh <laughs> she when he tort when he puts her in the water first and emerges and pulls pulls her back out it was painful to watch because she looked pale yeah. her lips were blue she yeah, looked like she looked near death like yeah that that stuff scares the heck out of me like burning the two extremes burning to death and freezing to death like that like oh they just look so painful
2: yeah so she is full charlie like you said her and mitch go to um go to a hotel she dyes her hair cuts it makeup all the things and she has she's the charlie she's been seeing in her mind now and it freaks mitch out because he's like who are you even? And <laughs> I like, I like that he finds a torn picture that she had torn her picture off of a picture of her and her daughter and her boyfriend or fiance, and he grabs it and he saves it because he knows that that teacher is a part of her somewhere. And she's not just this heartless assassin, right? Because she's acting like she doesn't care at all about her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um. So when said, did we?
1: sorry when do we get that moment where we see her flashback when she lost her memory this awful cgi fight and chase on a cliff before she falls into the swirling ocean below after she takes one-eyed jack's eye
2: oh i can't remember when that happens oh anyway yeah
1: that was something i can't remember when that happens
2: but they do yeah flashback too
1: where she loses her memory. The like last all, time of the, like all of these movies have to.
2: Right. So, Tom, I'll hand it back to you for this one. So
0: this is where we get to the, we're coming to the end now and we learn that um, they get free and get caught again and learn <laughs> it wasn't, this wasn't that part wasn't very eventful, but <laughs> we're now at a point where there's a giant 18-wheeler that is a bomb. And they are gonna blow up all the people, and they're trying the whole. We learn the whole reason they're doing this is because the CIA is trying to get funding. So they call <laughs> the bad guys
1: made me laugh and laugh and appropriations
0: laugh. is coming up, and they're they're getting their budget cut. So if we kill all these people, obviously we'll uh, get more money. And so the way they the way they end up catching her is they they go. They're they're near her hometown again, and they go to the Christmas pageant and uh, walk in and kidnap her daughter. And the way he does that and holds the knife to a lady that's like threatens her children so he can walk out was creepy.
1: Wait, was that was that her blood daughter or was that her stepdaughter? Stepdaughter.
0: No, she was because two months married. pregnant when they found her. Yeah, it's right. her blood okay.
1: daughter. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, I just want to clarify that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, preferred terminology is biological or birth. I don't know that blood daughter is appropriate nomenclature. Um, it's not really in the adoptive world.
2: Biological daughter.
0: There we go. Thank you, Julia.
2: We also yeah. learn, maybe, who knows, who dad was. Do you uh, believe yeah. this? So
0: I do. No. Guys.
2: Okay. Yes. I don't know.
0: I, I didn't I wonder. buy it. She looks like him, too. Like Timothy throws samantha slash charlie and caitlin into a freezer and he's going to just freeze them to death and then their bodies are going to be discovered far away they were part of this blast what's
2: terrible is charlie would have died so much faster than that little girl because the little girl's got like 18 layers on with hat gloves and like all that junk and that's like extra cruel and
0: charlie's in a tank top yeah so um... and is already
1: suffering probably hypothermia from her water wheel torture
0: yeah. she's trying she's trying to to convince timothy so she's like you're her daughter look at her eyes and he's like get me my b-word and they bring the little girl in and he looks and he's that is my daughter but he doesn't care because he's heartless
2: now die (laughs) um
0: and she's still carrying around this doll that she got from hal right when he came to see her and she was still passed out after she was kidnapped
2: Right, it's the way he's trying to prove he's not totally heartless.
0: You know, kidnapping a child to let it be killed, but you're giving it a doll in the process. So, yeah, Nobel Peace Prize coming your way, bro. (laughs) Uh, Surely that's enough to have qualified him in the last presidency for a Presidential Medal of Freedom, right? (laughs) Uh, So, uh, for whatever reason, and I'm still a little unsure, the doll is full of pee, which is flammable.
2: Doll is full of gasoline that right. was filling up the basement wherever. But where I they don't were. think it would
0: come out like that.
2: No, it was supposed to be funny. It it's a doll peeing.
0: It's not though. I don't. So it's a peeing doll, and the it's doll a is now, doll. the doll is now peeing gasoline because somehow it filled up with gasoline while they had it. Right. But I like the fact that it's basically a, a tiny bomb, and they're and you know. But I guess. Yeah. I guess Caitlin's going to freeze to death anyway. So let her carry around her baby bomb. Well, they end up making this. <laughs> this she makes this, a stream of gasoline and she's trying to, to get a spark. She's going to blow it up. But we forgot <laughs> the part about Caitlin leaving a can opener in the window. Yes. When, when Samantha leaves in the beginning, she tells her daughter that she'll be home soon and then gives her a candle for whatever reason. She's like, light this candle in your window to remember me. And when we're watching it, Christine's like, why did she just tell her daughter to put a can opener in the window while she's gone? (laughs) I'm like, no, no, no. It was a candle, light a candle in the window. She's like, oh, that makes a little more sense. So when she pulls out these matches, she's like, here, I use these matches to light your candle. Of course, I'm like, Christine, I'm like, oh, look, it's her uh, uh, can opener matches that kind of save the day now. So she pulls it out. They light them. There's a big explosion. The door blasts in. They're not harmed in any way.
1: Not at all.
0: It's enough... Of, a, of, a, of an explosion to knock a metal door free, but nobody gets hurt anyway. They go, out. uh,
1: and it kills Timothy, right?
0: Well, no, he's not side. dead, he's not yeah. dead, but he's that's
1: hurt. another explosion. That's a next he's explosion.
2: wounded, he's yeah. wounded.
0: So, because remember, she ends up Timothy's on the helicopter in the next, yeah, season.
2: Timothy doesn't die until he falls into Niagara Falls. No, even then, he doesn't die, he dies when he falls on the 18 wheeler and it explodes. Yeah, and, and takes end. down the bridge.
0: Yep. So, yes. uh, well, thanks for spoiling the end, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know this is there's so much happening; it's hard to keep track. But what ends up, <laughs> but what what comes up next is they're trying to leave, and Charlie gets shot, and she's dying, and she tells Caitlin, "Run away." And Caitlin comes back. No, you can't die. And then she gives the, her mom the whole mean <laughs> speech, the whole she, tough her. love thing on the ice life is pain you just learn to deal with it (laughs) and so magically she gets better and she gets up and she um goes and lifts herself up on this amusement ride lights like street string of lights that's connected to an amusement ride and on her way up she pulls a gun out of a dead guy and she shoots timothy in the helicopter and timothy
1: (laughs) epic and he dies, and the bridge explodes, and
0: but they got away; everybody got
2: away. And it's the world's worst miniature explosion, by the way. Oh like, man! Oh man! This was for not the, good miniature work. Not for good the record. Work.
1: For the record, the all the build building explosions in Die Hard, a lot of that was done miniature too, and they were like was a, a million lot. times better. And that was seven years prior, eight years prior. <laughs>
0: You know, if we survive Timothy nature. falling into the water at Niagara Falls and kind of dissolving when he fell instead of splashing in, this is nothing.
2: <laughs> it so, made me laugh though. At the end,
0: she remembers Project Honeymoon, which is where they had a bunch of money hidden. And that's what the key she was found with when she lost her memory is mm-hmm. too. So she goes and gets all the money. And. Uh, She's in The Good Graces of the President. Everybody's happy you saved us all. Samuel L. Jackson gets an interview after meeting the president, and he's on national TV. With Larry
1: King, may he rest in peace. He just passed recently.
0: And his mom, his uh, kid's kid and his kid's mom are watching. And suddenly mom's like, whoa, he's not a loser. And (laughs) we see uh, Charlie slash Samantha driving down the road, opening a briefcase full of money in a convertible, and none of the money flew out, which was pretty epic. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, everybody's gonna. Look she looks the full Thelma her. and Louise well,
2: here, by the way, too. Full Thelma and Louise, one hundred percent.
0: That's which
1: you forgot to mention. Not only does the president congratulate her, he offers her typical of these types of movies. He offers her a job to stay on, and she turns yep. him down.
2: Yeah,
0: which, which I, <laughs> okay. Can we get to quotes? Uh, mm-hmm. Are we gonna mention Samuel L. Jackson's Star Wars quote here? You go what? first. He says, I have a bad feeling about this, which he also says as Mace Windu.
1: <laughs> so so I liked Hal's quote at the Christmas party, the toast he gives. And he says, As the year draws to a close, I would like to share with you just a few things about myself, things of which I'm especially proud. First, I am proud to say that I don't smoke, I don't drink, and I don't swear. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I do smoke and drink. To our dear friends, may the best of your past be the worst of your future.
0: Do you have to cuss. I do. I have to give the line. Well, Then I have to edit it out.
1: I have to give the line It's still.
0: In the original script, though, for this, her name was Samantha Crane was not uh, an alias for Charlie. Her name was Sam Crane, which was instead a creation in her mind that's an anagram for amnesiac.
1: oh that's like tom marvolo riddle like level
2: oh (laughs) okay can i do a quote now yeah okay so i like where um it's mitch and samantha are walking into the train station and he's doing the thing where he sings to remember stuff he he sings what he's doing to a song because it helps them remember. So he's singing, putting my keys in my left pocket, hmm, hmm, gun in my right hand side. And Samantha goes, it makes a bulge. People can see. And Mitch goes, you want me to stick it in my pants and shoot my darn off? She goes, Oh, now you're a sharpshooter. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed and laughed. Oh, Did y'all know
0: Gina Davis was married to the director, Rennie Harland in this? as well and as cap, maybe
1: cut, cut throat. Throat island
0: yeah we're to try yes. to get more people excited about female action stars yep
1: so i liked uh tom you mentioned that the whole this whole plot was to get more budget for their stupid government program uh-huh,
0: uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. and i loved the scene with the president in the kitchen making himself a ham sandwich in his bathrobe in the middle of the night, where they're trying to convince him to give him more money. And the president's just had it with them. And he ends up saying, you know where your budget's going? Healthcare. That's a, <laughs> that made me laugh because even back then, ha ha ha, not a money toward healthcare.
2: <laughs> okay. So Charlie, this is where um, Charlie's in an alleyway. And they've, they've just set up like a stage to try and smoke out the bad guys that are coming to find her anyway. So she's in an alleyway and she's left Mitch behind and this goon comes up. Right. And he's holding a gun on her. So she goes, darn it. You're early. So Perkins wants me dead, huh? What's the rush? Why don't you just go ahead and come back at midnight? Shoo. And then the guy's like, Hey, honey, this is a real big gun mitch and you see mitch come into the scene all of a sudden he goes this ain't no ham on rye pal and charlie goes what the heck are you doing mitch says saving your life would have been here sooner but i was thinking up that ham on rye line
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like uh i think it was probably around your sharpshooter line i can't remember what part of the movie they said this in but uh it's charlie and timothy they're banter back and forth and she's like oh honey only four inches and timothy's like you feel me (laughs)
2: I
0: like Charlie's response to Caitlin when Caitlin asks, Mommy, am I going to die? Oh, no, baby, you're not going to die. They are. <laughs> and then she tries to distract her. Cover your ears. Hey, should we get a dog?
1: <laughs> so I like when they are captured like, and you see this trust that's built between Mitch and Samantha after he's seen what she can do. And as they're dragging Mitch away, he says, Sam, I'll be waiting for you to come and rescue me. And she's like, be just a minute. I really like that scene.
0: I like how how blunt Perkins was when Samuel says, you're telling me you're going to fake this whole terrorist thing just to scare someone out of Congress? And he says, well, unfortunately, Mr. Hennessy, I have no idea how to fake killing 4,000 people, so we're just going to have to do it for real. Blame it on Muslims, naturally. Then I get my funding. (laughs) 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 I did like when Hennessy is pretending to be a cop the line he gives the guy about uh, 10 years in prison.
2: Oh, <laughs> I liked that so much. That made I, me laugh. Cannot- oh, yes, no, I you know can't. You but about, man, that, but, was yeah, so, that was a funny one. That was so Samuel.
1: So, did you know piece of trivia for you? The Long Kiss Goodnight is Samuel L. Jackson's favorite movie to watch that he's been in. I guess really? Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's a lot of movies to pick from
1: i wish they had made the sequel though like uh i would have loved it if at the end like you know you know at the end of the marvel movies juliet says like thor will return or black panther will return or whatever i would have loved if it said what they originally wanted like like, coming soon the kiss after lightning like but you're right this movie could they could still do a sequel now
0: i would still watch it We didn't talk about how awesome it was when Gina Davis pushed Samuel L. out of the car because he's like, what do you even need me for? She pushes him out of the car, driving down the street, and he goes around the block and picks him back up.
2: He's (laughs) just laying there.
0: Uh, So when Mitch is confessed, when Mitch tells Samantha, before she becomes Charlie, uh, about his time in prison, he said, eight years ago, I was an Atlanta cop. My partner and I worked this fraud case together. The other guy hated me. I forget why, but he did. Anyway, some bonds went missing from the evidence room. And when someone called internal affairs and they went searching through my closet, lo and behold, what did they find? Samantha says, the bonds, your partner put them there, huh? Mitch, no, no. I stole the darn things. (laughs) They start laughing. He said, and I never did one thing. uh, Wait. Yeah. I never did one thing right in my life. Now that takes skill. (laughs)
1: So we didn't really talk about it. We mentioned that at the beginning, she was riding in a Christmas parade. This movie is set at Christmas. Not a Christmas mm-hmm.
0: movie. Not a Christmas
1: movie. Christmas movie. Although I will say the Christmas parade toward the end, where she hijacks the truck, and the Christmas stuff at the beginning felt more Christmassy than anything Lethal Weapon did, in my opinion.
0: It's got a lot of Christmas feels throughout it. The music. Mm-hmm. I mean, we open up with some Elvis Christmas music that, that doesn't get you in the holiday spirit I don't know what will
2: mm-hmm. I don't know I think Lethal Weapon felt christmassy To me Did it have a
1: Linus Moment
0: Yes at the end She learned she could be Good Mom Samantha And Assassin yeah. Killer In the That's same right. time She didn't <sighs> have to choose She could have it all
2: if that doesn't epitomize christmas i don't know what does
1: how awesome would it be if you discovered like one of your parents is that like like fat like terminator like (laughs) i can't
0: can't talk about it
1: (laughs) that's why you normally say when people talk make italian jokes about my dad being in the mob i can't talk about it
2: well that reminds me of another nathan quote which made me laugh so It's right after they got out of the train station and they're in the car with Nathan and Mitch goes, we jumped out of a building. And Nathan goes, yes, it was very exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo and Charlie goes, you're Waldman. And he goes, no, I'm the Hill brothers bean buyer. Who else would I be? Hang on. If you want me to talk in front of him, you may be asked to kill him later. It works for me. Your call.
0: (laughs) All right. Should we do this?
2: Oh, crap. I always forget we have to rank them.
0: Crap
2: crap bag banana hammock. Crap bag. I'm going to change my name too. Oh, yeah. What are you going to change it to? Crap. Crap
0: bag. Crap bag. That's one of my favorite scenes in that
2: show. Are you going to introduce me? This is my (laughs) husband, Mr. Bag. Tell her my full name. This is my husband, Crap Bag.
1: I love Paul Rudd.
2: If you have trouble remembering it, just think of a bag full of crap. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh. oh, man.
0: All right, well, it's not Christmassy. It's it not is not Christmas. I've ever seen. I'm going to come in at a four.
1: I'm going to give it a five because I gave Batman Returns a six and I think Batman Returns is better.
2: And I'm going to give it a 5.3.
0: All right, that comes at a 4.7666666667.
1: 4.766667. Up. We have a tie. This comes in in tier four. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Tied at number 50 with Lethal Weapon. How funny is that? How
2: about that, Shane, Steph, all together.
0: And it is slightly above Batman Returns. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, it's slightly above Batman Returns slash Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which Batman Returns tied with, which oh, I like both Kiss, of those Kiss, Bang, movies Bang better. So fun
0: it's funny how these four movies came in right together. We liked all of them, but they weren't
2: Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah. This would make for one heck of a not Christmas Christmas movie weekend.
0: You know, oh, right? What? Did we just validate our list in the way that we do this? I feel No, like there's, we, no there's no way to validate like, oh. what we do. <laughs> On- <laughs>
1: we, cl- it's we, we clearly have a system that works because they ended up <laughs> hearing each other the system works the system held
2: i am not agreeing with that it's just well, kismet
1: all i'm saying is we need to do more christmas commentaries this year and maybe in the yes. dead of summer a movie like this would be good when you know, there's maybe. so many
0: other movies that we can do. That, like this is fun, but there's so many other movies.
1: I know, I know. We would do. We,
0: I think, I would do Die Hard before I would do this.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, plus we still have to do Christmas Vacation and Home Alone and like the classics. Yeah.
0: So. We don't have to do anything. Yeah. This is all because we want to. <laughs>
1: I was agreeing with Howard. You of and no, still have to troll me. Yeah, I was agreeing with you, and you still troll me. You're like Mitch McConnell filibustering his own legislation to own the libs.
2: Oh, he just compared you to Mitch McConnell, by the way, if you were wondering. <laughs> I will end you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: Fun uh, movie. We have, we, a do new, have a, we have a new patron.
1: Speaking of Patreon, Tom, hey, Tom, how's your schedule looking to actually get some Patreon content up there?
0: Uh, Not so good. Some of us have jobs. Yeah, me too. How's my uh, pin order coming?
1: It's in the mail. Thank you.
0: Well, I can't really argue that because uh, the Postal Service has been terrible. (laughs) Thank you. Mr. Jason Dunn coming in as a $5 a month patron. Guess what that means for Mr. Dunn enamel
1: pins
0: enamel pins and he's in on our christmas card list this year or other random (laughs) holiday that we decide to send cards for
1: so jason dunn i will be putting four enamel pins in the mail with you along with christmas sticker because you'll have gotten that you'll get that as well you
0: qualify and there was much rejoicing hey anthony did you have any quote did you have anything to read to us from last week
1: i have a comment from last week uh from our very own president hot dog aka ron hogan who i i love whatever this guy comments and guest stars on our show because he is great he is so funny and he's an awesome dude (laughs) and that's not me trying to butter him up i really do believe (laughs) so president hot dog wrote uh about mixed nuts i'm so glad you guys finally covered this movie It's one of my all time favorites and was one of the few Christmas movies I liked, even back when I was at my peak grinchness. So, Anthony, you're slowly coming out of your position as the worst. And, Tom, well, dot, dot, dot. Let's just say you're not helping yourself by hating on a really funny movie. (laughs) Do
2: do you have a response? He wants you to have a response.
0: He does want me to.
2: Elevate his status. But I don't
0: feel like I need to give a response.
1: No, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, I will respond, and I'll just say, President Hotdog. I'm sorry that you know one of the co-hosts just refuses to acknowledge you at all when we bring you up on the show. Uh, but I'm glad I didn't disappoint you, sir. And I look forward to you guest hosting again later this year. Uh, we actually did have a comment as well about this movie that came in just under the wire from Robert T Nickerson of the behind the bells podcast and he wrote as an action movie it's very entertaining as a Shane Black movie it's not one of his stronger ones this is a case of me wishing that Shane Black had directed instead as the movie itself is good not great but i had but had Shane Black directed the humor and action would have been punchier i have a feeling in the modern era where we have more female driven action movies this is going to come out a little too generic i could see where he's coming from with that yeah. Compared to like some of the stuff nowadays, but I still found it like can't be good fun. Yeah, Julia, where can other listeners chime in about um, who's the worst elf and what they thought of this movie? No, <laughs> okay. please, please, please don't chime in on who's the worst elf, especially if it's still me. I can't handle that now.
2: <laughs> well, you can pick your poison. We have um communities in a few different places on the internets like Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, Facebook group, Instagram. Um, And you can get to any of those places by going to tisapodcast.com backslash Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and so on and so forth. Um, It's a really fun community. So come and chat with us and let us know what you think about this movie and give us movie ideas for in the future.
1: And if you wanna help the show in a free way, it's been a while since we've gotten an iTunes review. So leave us a review on iTunes. You will not only will you get a free sticker, but you will be helping the show. You will be helping new listeners find the show and helping us spread the Christmas cheer 365 days per year. Also check your feed every Thursday this year for a bonus episode. uh, In which next week you'll be hearing Tom read a chapter of my story for the first time, and the week after that, Julia. And then we get into listeners and other Christmas podcast hosts, and it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, thank you all for the kind feedback we've received so far on it. That's been awesome. And I hope you keep enjoying it. Tom, how's your recording coming?
0: Uh, I've gotten through some of it.
1: Julia, how's yours coming?
0: Ask me I'm in two joking.
1: days. No, you're not. I, tell you. I am joking.
2: What do we have coming up next week?
1: Serendipity.
2: Ooh, a little John Cusack. I'm excited. I and know you're week, not.
1: And the week after that, we kick off TV a little over a month with Arrested Development, which I know Tom is also excited to talk about because me and him have been talking about this show for a while now on the podcast.
0: I am rather excited to discuss this.
1: Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. That's a Christmas one.
0: That's a Christmas one?
1: They sing it at the Christmas Oh,
0: party. they did. You're right. You're right. You're right. 7,704 hours left to go.
2: That's 321 days. That's 45 weeks. I
1: mean, we're in February already, y'all. Like, yeah. January went quickish, right? It Bye. So quick-ish.
2: We always knew the things to say.
0: She had a smile to end a frown.
2: Sometimes it seems she didn't notice. Sometimes she dreams. Sometimes she tried to dare.